You can listen to Die Hair Nicks Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can also find me on Twitter via Die Nicks PC. Catch me on Instagram, Die Hair Nicks Podcast. Catch me on Facebook, Die Hair Nicks Podcast. To a new Dianix podcast. This is your host, E. Rue, the Any Star. As you know, E. Rue is a player of my government name, and Any Star is a player on where I'm from, East New York. E N Y, that's Any, East New York. Star, self explanatory, man. Let's get into it, man. You know, obviously, we want to talk about Dolan, because that's like the, the main topic of conversation. But before we get there, I want to um, just touch on Mr. LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James just passed Michael Jordan as far as the scoring is concerned. It's pretty cool. You know, he's, you know LeBron James is going to go down as one of the greatest basketball players ever. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm one of the guys that, that just thinks Jordan is the best. You know, you got Jordan, and then you got Will Chamberlain. You got to say him because he averaged 50 in, in like 20 for like more than one season, you know what I'm saying? And his numbers speak for themselves. Then you got Kareem. Kareem had the longevity, stayed till he was like 40 something. And not only did was it just longevity, he was um still dropping 20, you know, 20 and better way down into his late late 30s, man. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even stop dropping um big numbers like that until he turned 40, you know? So it was kind of crazy. And it was not all about scoring with um, Kareem. Kareem got the rebounds. Kareem got the assists. He got the blocks. He had the full package himself, too. So you can go down the line to every era. Every There's always a player in every era. You know what I'm saying? There's always, you know, little guys in segments that um that were, like, could, could be considered some of the greatest players ever. That goes with Magic and Larry down to, um, even for New Yorkers, um, Bernard King. You know, people forget about Bernard King, man, but, yo, he was the man. He was the man for, like, a good three-year span when he was with the Knicks. Especially that one season, of the um, the year that he um that he, that he tore his knee, he was really getting busy, man. So, to the, to the point where he tore his knee, you know. So, he was an MVP candidate. He could have won the MVP but over over Larry one year. So, you know, it's just things to, to think about. But LeBron James is really going to be up there. You know, you have Jordan. That's for me. Jordan's for me. And then um, LeBron sits right underneath him with the rest of the guys, with Kareem and those other guys. He's right on par with them because when it's all said and done, the guy's going to have all the stats. You know, I really don't want to get into that right now, but just kind of just to piece this into, like, the uh, Knicks thing. Like, he chose to be with the Lakers. He chose to go to the Lakers. You know, he brought his family out there. They, you know, he started off with his kids. He put his kids in AAU, and they was already out there before he made his announcement. So everybody knew he was going there. But um, there was this um, a thought process or, or like a little uh, mention that it was either between the Lakers or New York. Now, here's the thing. Um, the Lakers are thirsty for a star. They always have a star over there. They went and they got a star GM. They went and brought Magic back and brought him up, up, you know, up at the top. And as soon as he got there, he said that he was going to bring stars to, to L.A. That's what L.A. wants. L.A. wants stars. Now, if you ever been to L.A., if you're from New York, and you ever been to LA? You notice um, the the both cities are 
are like polar opposites of each other, you know, extreme opposites of each other. So if you understand that concept, then you understand that. Like bringing, you know, having the whole star thing and that whole hoopla and song and dance, that doesn't work in New York. You know, if um, Magic was in New York, it would be a fiasco. The papers would be, be going crazy. You know, the fans would be going nuts. You know, ESPN and everybody would be going nuts. They're in L.A. They're having a shit show over there. They're, not, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Everybody's hurt over there. You know, Magic, you know, you know, make some tampering comments. They got like a, a super GM that, um, excuse me, um, super agent that um, that's affiliated with LeBron is like the agent of some one of the top players, and he finag- tried to finagle his way to L.A. It didn't work. You know, so it's a big sh- a fiasco. All the players there then gave up on the team because they're like, yo, you're going to trade us anyway, so why are we going to play hard for? To hell with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Why are we going to give our soul to this team if you guys are just going to trade us cause you, for this other guy because of LeBron that just got here, and we've been here for years already. You know? It's a big fiasco. So my thing is, right, what if he did choose the Knicks first? You know, what if he did choose the Knicks? Like, well, the old Knicks, when um, Del- James Dolan was in charge, you know, let's say if Isaiah was the, was the, um, the guy at the head, Isaiah would have got LeBron. LeBron would have came to New York if, if Isaiah was here. Because they would have gave, they would have threw out the red carpet, and they would have gave him everything that he wanted. You see, um, Chris Stapps thought that he can get his brother into the front office, you know, calling shots for, for himself. You saw how that worked out. So, it's a different era. James Dolan is not in charge, everyone. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? James Dolan is not in charge. If he was in charge, LeBron James would be on the Knicks right now. I, I totally believe that. And when LeBron James comes, the bullshit comes with him. You know, we have a young team. LeBron James would have came here. He would have been finagling, trying to get AD to New York. You know, it would have been it would have been a shit show. And then on top of that. The Knicks would have gave um, uh, what's the name New Orleans anything they wanted, because as it, as the story goes, they um, the L.A. Lakers were not going to give up everybody for AD. But you know, if you, if you're going to put yourself out there, and if AD is going to be such a dick, walking away from the team during while the game's still going and all these things that was happening, you know, how would how would you expect um, New Orleans to act? You know, what I'm saying either you give me the farm, or you can't get AD straight like that. And we'll just um, have to deal with him being here. And then, you know, whatever. If I was a GM over there, it's, it's kind of like a sucker job. Because at this point, you can't trade um, AD to um, to the Lakers. And no other team is going to trade for AD knowing that he wants to go to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, that's a shit show in itself. But let's say if, um, if LeBron had um, signed with New York, you know, Dolan would have been all smiles, would have been, had a big press conference, would have been crazy. But um, AD would have would have would have came to New York, no problem, because because um, we would have gave them everything if Dolan was in charge. We would have gave them everything. We would have gave them all our draft picks. We would have gave them all our young players, and then that's what we would be doing right now. You know, it it would be a it would be like a soulless quest for a championship in New York, and that's not fun. For all that we've been through, we don't deserve that. You know, so I'm gonna touch on these these points in the next segment, but um, you know, we 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 don't we just do not deserve. That fiasco, and to uh, to put these uh, media people on blast, it's not fair that when little things happen to the Knicks, everything gets blown out of proportion. You know the whole sell the team thing. The whole sell the team um, thing happened twice already this season. It happened once um, in 2018 in December, 
you know, maybe December, maybe a little earlier than that, December, November, October, sometime during the uh, during the beginning of the season. And then it happened again uh, right after New Year's. They got start, they're gonna start talking about oh, Dylan wants to sell sell a team. What did they do? Just just print the same article? I didn't even um, look go back to read to see if they uh, if they actually printed the same story. You know, it's, it's just it's just really embarrassing. You know, and it's like it's like bullying on like the, the like the you know like like the. I can't even describe it. It's just bullying, straight like that, you know? They just always find a way to bully the Knicks. The Knicks are the worst team in the NBA. It's not on purpose. You know, we're not purposely trying to trying to lose. We're actually trying to win. We just don't have enough talent to win. You know, every once in a while we will, we will win a game, you know, and it looks great because our guys are just hot. You know, maybe we catch a team on a bad night. That's the only way we're going to get a win. You know, so... You know, I still see fans complaining, like, oh, the, the coaching, and oh, this, that, and the other. It's like, you really need to calm down and take a look what's going on. We're not a good team. We, we, at one point, we were the youngest team until we made the trade for, um, for DeAndre Jordan. We were the flat-out youngest team. You know, we still might be the youngest team. I didn't, I didn't check those numbers. But we either, like, the one, two, or three youngest team in the NBA. We have no experience. You know, one of our youngest guys was 18 when he got drafted. And then our, our draft pick from the year before is that because actually the same age as some of these guys that that got drafted this year, so it is what it is, man. We got a we got a dude that didn't even play college last year. He didn't play no organized ball last year. We got another dude that was suspended due, due to steroids. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of um like uh like uh inexperience with our team. So you can't expect anything more than what we're getting right now. So that's that is what it is. You know, I tried to connect um, LeBron to Dolan. What would have happened? What could have happened? What is happening? And just leave it like that. I have an idea for another podcast. I'm really holding on to it because it's going to be one of those long, drawn-out type of things. And I'm probably going to have somebody come on here to help me talk about it. But um, that is a fight for another day. Just hit the next segment. Sell the team! Anything extra sell the team? You want to not come to any more games? Why? That's rude. It's an opinion. Yeah, no, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Enjoy watching them on TV. Him. Him. Why? Bring up here. Him. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Before I really get into that, I just want to know who the hell is Kevin? When I heard him, um, you know, he just sounds like frantic. He's like, yo, go get Kevin, go get Kevin, go get Kevin. Like, yo, who the hell is Kevin? Just hearing that makes me think of this. You got something. Why you tripping, Debo? Shut up, knock your ass out. Oh, man, that's messed up. Why not you give him back his chain? What chain? Yeah, what chain? Hey man, why y'all didn't help me? And I'm high. <laughs> that's that Friday. Yeah, man, but that's some Debo shit, man. Who the fuck is Kevin? Anyway, that's the only thing, man. To um, you gotta put you gotta put yourself in in the owner's shoes. You know what I'm saying? Now, before you do that, I just wanna I just wanna give you my disclaimer. You know. I, I don't I don't know Dolan personally. I'm not getting paid by Dolan. I'm not dick riding Dolan. 
none of that shit. When um when the when the team was was going bad, like Scott Layden era, Scott Layden era, I wanted him. I wanted Dolan gone, because th- that was like really his first move since um the after the after the '99 um seasons happened, because uh, you know, I don't know exactly when um Dolan took over. I want to say Dolan took over right after either right after or during the time when the Knicks went to the championship that first time against Houston. I want to say that Dolan came on like in the late '90s or so. So he was still he was like officially uh, like the um, owner, the owner of the team when uh, when the Knicks went in '99 against the Spurs. So we were doing well or whatever. So you know right off the bat, starting with the bullshit, he wanted to get his stamp on there. So he did the right thing. Utah was the um, was the San Antonio of the time because Utah, you know, as long as um, Stockton and Malone were there. They were great up until those guys retired. And those guys played well into their late 30s. You know what I'm saying? So they played a lot of years. So he went and got the GM that was over there in Utah, like a Utah um, affiliate. So that person was Scott Layden. Now, backstory on Scott Layden. Scott Layden is a son of Frank Layden. Frank Layden is a famous coach from Utah, whatever, New York guy. They stand the third. Scott Layden is his son. Which um which which is like nepotism, you know what I'm saying? So they that's on the um the the X right there, you know what I'm saying? Because Scott Layden didn't really have any any real experience. He just was brought into the organization. And like if you play sports, take it take it down to the smallest level. If you play sports, even in the bitty leagues, these coaches, a lot of coaches get brought on into the coaching thing through these bitty leagues. Let's say if your kid might play basketball, you might jump into um to the bitty league to to um to coach your kid. If you're doing a good job, somebody might say, "Hey, man, you want to you want to come coach with me? You know, I'm coaching these um, high school kids over here. You want to be my assistant coach?" And then he gets the job as assistant coach. Next thing you know, they have a coaching vacancy as a, in a JV or a freshman. Now you're the coach of the JV and freshman. The um, senior coach gets out of here, and then you move up. It, this is this is how it goes, you know. So it just so happens that Frank had Scott. You know, that, that was his son. He brought him in here to be an assistant coach or assistant. GM, you know, maybe an office job in there, and he worked himself up. And through um, knowing his dad, he got his um, high-ranking spot in Utah. And um, and through the graces of that, Dolan decided to, to um, bring him over. So when that happened, and then we started signing those guys, like you guys, you guys have a short memory, especially people that are my age. I'm talking about like mid to late 30s, and you know, and and higher. You know, you guys have a short memory. When Scott Layden came here, he um, traded, you know, Canby for McDice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he he, he um, signed Clarence Weatherspoon to that major contract. He he signed Allen Houston to that major contract. He had brought in Othello Harrington, gave him some money. And also, he brought his Utah people, Shandon Anderson and um, Howard Isley, which um, Mr. Isley is um, one of the assistant coaches now with the Knicks. So no shade to him, you know. It's not their fault that they they sign these contracts. It's the fault that of the GM for giving them these contracts, because um nobody else was going to give them these guys that money because they, they weren't going to be producing at the level that that um that I don't know what he was thinking when he gave these guys these contracts. Clarence Weatherspoon at one point he was like a baby Barkley, but I mean, you know those um high hops and all this, that all went away, you know, really quick, you know. So he was reduced to like a regular, you know, regular player. He would have been a good bench player, you know, coming off the bench or sometimes spot starter. 
but not somebody that you lock up five, six years on the contract. And that's exactly what Scott Layden did. So, you know, it, that that's just the beginning of the Dolan era. So I, I wanted to to fire him way back then. And then after after Scott Layden, what gave birth to Scott Layden was um, Isaiah Thomas. And throughout that whole era, all the, every single time you see Dolan at every press conference talking shit, blah, 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 blah. When Isaiah Thomas got there, he was all cheesy, this and the other. We went through so many coaches. We went through so many players. A lot of has-beens, a lot of guys that used to be good. Everybody came. Everybody's making a lot of money. Nobody wants to play. We brought all these coaches, Larry Brown. Larry Brown was a joke. That's a whole other conversation. You know, Don Chaney. We had Lenny Wilkins. We had everybody, all these great coaches, everything. You know, everything went wrong. You know, and all this is because of Dolan. Now, take it down a notch. You know, it, it, there were mistakes, but... Like I said, you see these names, Larry Brown. Who would have thought Larry Brown would have came here and uh, and pissed away everything? He just came here and got paid. You know, Larry Larry Brown. Then you got Lenny Wilkins, poor Lenny Wilkins, because he came in here, you know, with a with a you know pure pure heart. He's a New Yorker. He came in here after all his coaching experience. He wanted to, you know, give it a shot in New York before he retires. And what they what did they do? They basically like embarrassed him, made him like an old man, and just like kicked him onto the curb. Don Chaney, Don Chaney, like, I mean, I mean, he must be in, like, some kind of, like, methadone clinic by now because he had, like, a really stressful period as a, as a head coach with the, with the Knicks, you know? And then, um, you know, you could just go down the line with the, with the different coaches and, and whatever during the Isaiah era. Then Isaiah even became a coach himself. It was, like, it was it was crazy. Bring all, you know, shoot down the line with all the other players that we got. You know, you could start it off with, uh, with um, Stephon Marbury. We traded it for Stephon Marbury. We went and got, you know... Tim Thomas, you know, down the line, we traded um, Doliak, you know, we got Nazim Muhammad, you know, just go down the line, we got Matumbo, we had Steve Francis on the team, we had Jalen Rose, we had all these players, you know, it's, it's like mind-boggling, and also too, they, these guys had the free reign to just give as the max money that they, they could possibly give. Eddie Curry, we we um we had we had um Jerome James. Jerome James was signed to a five year, twenty five million dollar contract. At the time, that was a huge contract. The the um salary cap was not as high as it is now, so it was like it was it was just crazy. Like um Isaiah, you know, swindled Dolan, and Dolan just opened his checkbook and said, "Yo, get whoever you need to get. Spend the bread." We we had the highest um the cap hold for years, you know. Don't no don't need to be specific with that. It's just that for all these years we were just spending money. Whose money were we spending? We were spending Dolan's money. It was all his idea. Now, was he spending money because he was a fucking idiot? No, he was spending money because he was trying to make the team good. You know who would who would have thought that if we got uh, Marbury here? You know we so we had Zach Randolph, Jamal Crawford, all these names. Who would have thought? If we had these names on the same team, that we would be bad. That we would be terrible. You know? It all has to do with attitudes and stuff. All these coaches and stuff. All these names. Who would have thought that all these years we would have been terrible with all these names that we picked up? You know, David, um, freaking, um, what's the freaking guy? David Lee. You know, we, um, freaking drafted him. He became an all-star with us. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like it was like all bad, but it was just like... A clusterfuck of just like, of just ah man, just this organization all because of um, Dolan, and the reason why is not because 
you know, Dolan's an asshole is because he was just, you know, gullible trying to get the team to win. You know, and then he was just throwing around. There was no organization. Nobody was telling him, no, we shouldn't do that, this, that, and the other. Now, I, I talked about this before. You bring in Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was brought in here by Chris Mills. They were trying to get a pedigree, somebody that was here before. And who, you know, what better person to bring in than Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson is the greatest coach of all time. You know, if you talk about the rings and stuff like that. Now, of course, there's, there's, a, there's like a uh, disclaimer with that. You know, and as soon as he signed with the Knicks, the disclaimer, you know, this this um that was way beneath him, became above him. The disclaimer became even bigger than his accomplishments. You know, and that disclaimer is that Michael Jordan won those championships. You know, he would have never won that won those championships if um he didn't have Shaq and Kobe, and you know, and that that just goes down 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 the line. You know, but I mean, regardless of the fact of whatever you say, he had the players, whatever. But if they had other coaches, they would not have won as much as, as they did with Phil. Phil was able to organize these guys. Now, you know, Phil Brook came in here with a system. The Knicks didn't have no kind of system. The Knicks needed a system. They needed the whole organization to stop. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. The blueprint's here. We're going to follow it. Shut it down. We're going to go through the, through the garden, fire who needs to be fired, bring whoever needs to be brought in. And that's exactly what he did. And... The most importantly, you know, without without me, um, you know, getting off topic, he got Dolan to shut the fuck up. You know, don't get involved. That's what um, what Phil did, um, for Dolan. So he didn't get involved from the time Phil got there. He even said it at the press conference. He said he made me promise not to get involved. You know, and he didn't get it. He, he kept his promise. He did not get involved. You know, so Chris Mills and whatever, you know, go down the line. We it didn't work out. Regardless of what, it didn't, it didn't work out. You know, the greatest coach of all time did not work out with the Knicks. You know, just like all the other greatest coaches and, and players and stuff that got here came here, they, they didn't work out. So anyway, what did work out is that Chris Mills was now the voice that he should have been. Um, Dolan still is quiet. And what's the name? Mills was allowed to hire a basketball guy, a real basketball guy. A young basketball guy, somebody that's not going to be influenced. And Dolan is not paying attention. Dolan is not there. It's just Chris Mills. Chris Mills went and hired Scott Perry. You know, you can go down his resume too. He's a basketball guy. That's all you need to know. The basketball guys handling basketball shit. Look what's going on with the Knicks now. We clean house. We have immaculate cap space. We have all these young players. We're in, in the prime position to get the um to get a chance to get the number one pick in this next draft. Everything is all good right now. You know what I'm saying? So the only thing that could screw this up is the New York media. Like I said, they mentioned um, sell the team twice this year. Why? Why is that being brought up? Because you, you want to flip the narrative like, oh, the Knicks are losing again. They need to fire the coach. They need to fire this guy. They need to do that. That's the narrative that you need to get. It's not really working because the majority of the fans already know what's going on. We're tanking. You know, as Scott would say, yes, um, not Scott, um, Spike Lee said it at the, at the Academy Awards. We're tanking. We're tanking. We're not trying to win no games. The team is not even that good anyway. It's not like if you if we were absolutely trying to win games, we still would be like in the bottom five. You know, or or we might still just be in the same spot. It's not like we, we would be a playoff team if if um if we were like really really trying to win games. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got rid of like cancerous people, people that want to put themselves over the team, 
aka Chris Davis. We got rid of all these type of things. The only thing there is to talk about now is Dolan. Now look, you know, in this situation, Dolan, you know, did it to himself. But could he have done it more classier? The dude, as soon as he comes through, he couldn't wait. He's like, oh man, I bought this ticket specifically so he can heckle the owner when he comes through there. That's that's an absolute fact. Anyway, the guy shouts out, sell the team! You know, and then he comes over to him and says, oh, I should sell the team? Okay. Well, you know, you know that's that's um, you know that's rude. And the guy's like, oh, you know, I can have, you know, it's like an opinion. It's my opinion. No, it really isn't your opinion. You know, it's it's the um, narrative that you heard in the newspapers. He's just a, a clone. He showed up to the game, paid whatever money that he paid for those seats, and that specific seat because he know Dolan's gonna come through there. You know, and Dolan was ready. Dolan was ready for it. As soon as he came came through, he probably had in his mind, if somebody shouts some shit to me, I'm kicking him out the game. I'm quite sure that's what he had on his mind because nobody, nobody it comes through that cool and calm, you know, and then comes straight to the guy and tells him. And everybody, all he has to do is say say one thing and everybody already knows what's happening. That was the game plan. He was like, yo, if anybody says some wild shit, kick them out the game. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And then sure enough, that's what happened. Somebody, some jackass did that. Now, you know, I'm going to pull it up. There, there was like this um, senator that... uh you know, that I never heard of, I didn't. I know I didn't vote for him, that uh, came out on Twitter and said something. Let me see if I can find it. He said, uh, here he goes. He goes, um, Madison Square Garden gets over $40 million of property tax breaks. If James Dolan wants to treat, want to treat it as if it's his own private stadium and ban fans from merely suggesting he sell a team, then perhaps Albany should take his league. I mean, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. You're a senator. You shouldn't be talking about um about Dolan and and um and the team or whatever. It's not all all about the Knicks. Um, you know, James Dolan gets his tax breaks because he has a a, a stadium that um that that houses all these different things. It's not just um the Knicks. It's the Rangers. Is all their the musical events. The um all their um you know other other meetings and stuff that they have there. You know all all these different things. And also, it's right above. Um, Penn Station, so he gets all these tax breaks for that for that reason. But you want to flip it into just you know you know you want to micro micro it to um to just the Knicks, man. You a piece of shit, man. Fucking senator. His name is who cares? Fuck fuck that dude. You know what I'm saying? It's all spinning shit. And of course the media grabs that. Oh look, the senator wants to do this and the other. Wow, you know they're gonna put in the now. It's all about like drama because these um newspapers want to sell clicks. Same thing with with me. I got this podcast. I want people to click it and listen. You know, we're talking about the Knicks here. You know, I'm a Knicks fan. I have my voice. I want to say, I have my podcast the way I way I do it, and I feel that it's different than anybody else's. And of course, I want people to click it. You know, but I'm not gonna sell my sell my soul to, to get to get clicks. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna like go out and show my have my have my tits out. You know, uh, press them against the walls just just so somebody can somebody can look at me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I just out here. I have my little platform, and that's what it is. You know. These these guys here, man. That you know these these um daily news and this that and the other. They they're pitiful because of the um the papers are on their way out. Nobody buys the paper anymore. Nobody young buys the newspaper anymore. No who buys the paper? Corporate people buy the paper. They buy it in bulk and they leave it there so their employers can use it. But nobody uses the newspaper, son. Nobody. Only people that really buy the newspaper are old people. You know, like I'm I'm like you know late late thirties, early forties era. You know what I'm saying? 
there's still people a little older than me or some people in our era that needs to have the paper and then they hold it on like like hold it to, to their to their close to their body because they don't want nobody to steal it for, for that whatever their 50 cents a dollar they pay for it it's like it's like ridiculous everything in these papers is like their opinion of whoever's in charge you know what i'm saying whoever's in charge tells them they need to write a certain way you know and because that attracts whatever now these papers are the are the ones that created that play, that that um that uh, patron that was in the um in the stands. He spent his money, of course, his hard earned money, like, you know, like like they say, you know, to come to the to the arena specifically just to um to to uh, heckle Dolan when he comes in. You know, you're not enjoying the game. The Knicks are losing. You know, you only come in there to fuck around. So you know, if you're gonna come to the to the um to the uh, to the game to fuck around, then you don't need to be there. You know, now, there's no written statement saying that that man was banned forever, but he was kicked out, you know? You just insulted, you just insulted the, um, the owner of the team. Yo, get out. Straight like that. You got to set a precedence. You can't have everybody there, you know, thinking they could just say anything they want to when, when he comes through because it's going to get out of hand. All you got to do is have one guy say something, and the next guy, next thing you know, is the whole guard is going to be saying stuff, and it's going to be like a big joke, and it's going to be dangerous. You know, dangerous for for the owner to be walking through there. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I'm say it again. Um, Dolan is not in charge. He gave the all the um the power to um Steve Mills, and then he has um, um Scott Perry doing his thing. You know, he's not involved. He hasn't been involved since Phil was here. You know, it's been some time now. It's been a, it's been a little while since he's been involved. So I mean, you really need to get off that. You know, these these are not the years. When um, Dolan wasn't wasn't charged and he was interfering with everything and screwing up everything, trying to spend all his money to get all these players and coaches here, you know this is not that era. This era, this is the era where where Scott, where a basketball man is in charge. You know we don't we not we don't have no Derek Fisher and all these different things. We don't have no scandals going on. We don't have somebody, you know, getting shot at the strip club. We don't have the coach, you know, rumored to be like sleeping with the um, that same player's girlfriend. Which caused rifts in the, in the locker room. We don't have none of that stuff going on. It's just straight basketball, you know. So there's nothing to talk about other than that. Especially if you're a fan of a fan of the Knicks. Right now, if you're a fan of the Knicks, you know we have the cap space. We have the young players. You know we have the you know real shot to get the uh, the top number one pick in this draft. And that's what it is. We have rumors that that um that um Kevin Durant's gonna come here. He already moved his um his company. From L.A. to um, to New York, and it makes no sense to um to move it from L.A. to New York, you know, from for for a logistical standpoint, you know, it doesn't make any sense for the stuff that he's trying to do. He needs to stay in L.A. and for for all that, he comes to New York for what? So he could be closer to um his business because he's signing in New York. Whether or not he signs with the Knicks or the or, or the Nets, whatever. Kyrie, you keep seeing video of them two talking to each other, you know, and then he's having problems in Boston. He looks like he might want to leave. You know, I would want to leave too. The way that he's been reacting on on the, on the court. So you got Kyrie, Kyrie, and um and Durant are rumored to come here. There's a lot of good to talk about. There's really nothing bad. The only thing bad to talk about is bringing Dolan back into this. You know, Dolan's not involved. That's I I mean, something really really I need to say. Now as far as as far as what happened, I'm glad to see to see that um Dolan stood up for himself, and he did it with class. You know, he there was no curse words. He didn't get mad. He didn't have his goons acting crazy. He just said what he had to say to the city to the dude and say, you know what? Maybe you can enjoy the game at home. Maybe he could. Maybe that dude should watch the game at home. Because like also, I've said it before. Uh, you know, 
you know what? Let's just end the segment and then we can talk about that on the next joint. You got guys that are fans of the sport, fans of the game. And then you got fans of a player. Right. They go where the player goes. And then you have the diehards. That was Ja from the Lord. Shout out to him. He was on the podcast December 7th. I posted it on this December 7th. And he was getting into the degrees of fandom. Now, I'm, I posted that or whatever. Just to uh, segue to this. What kind of fan was that dude that was at MSG? He was described as a fan. Dolan kicked out a fan. What kind of fan is that? He's a, a fan, right? He paid his money. How dare he, Dolan kick him out and treat the garden as if it's his own personal stadium? Okay, what kind of fan was this dude? He was wearing all black. He was going to a Knicks game. He has very expensive seats. Seats that um, you stand there. That's where everybody goes to go in the back. You want to see the players when they come in and out. Try to get autographs and whatever. Those are very important seats. Very, um, you know... High price seats and stuff like that. He doesn't have any paraphernalia on. He's not a fan of the other team. He's not a fan of the Knicks. He doesn't have any paraphernalia on. No orange and blue, nothing. Not even the opposite team's um, color. You know, so what is he there for? He's only there to fuck around. So here's another fan that, that can add to, to the list from my homie, Jaw from the Lower. That should have been on the podcast like a million times, but like I said, time restraints, man. Anyway, what kind of fan is this? The bitch-ass fan. That's who they are. The bitch-ass fan. They only come to the, to, the, um, to the arenas to pop shit, to start whatever, to have fun, to be a dick. You know what I'm saying? That's the only um, purpose these fans, quote-unquote, have. They don't know anything about the game, anything about what's going on. They just only sole purpose is in there to spend their money or whatever and have a great time drinking and playing around and heckling people. Heckling whoever. You know what I'm saying? Just that Dolan's in New York. Everybody knows who he is. So he couldn't wait. He got his opportunity. But hey, Dolan was ready. And Dolan kicked his fucking ass out. Hit the road, Sam. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Sam. Don't you come back no more. You are watching a master at work. Yeah, this is the Dianix Podcast. It's evil to any star. I don't give you any reasonable doubt that I'm pretty good at what I do here. You know? It's not to get better. It's not to get more used to my voice. Still gonna starting to get used to the platform. Used to the equipment, the whole thing. You know, I gave you a little segment in the beginning that described everything that, that I have here. Where you can find me on the internet, where you can listen to me on, on um, different platforms and stuff. You can also get merch and things like that. There's also a way to sponsor the podcast. You know, so everybody check that out. You know, just a way a way to contribute to feel like you're a part of this whole thing. And I really like to do this, man. I'm a real fan, you know. And um, 
you know, throughout the years, like I said, I said it in, in this podcast before, uh, you know, Dolan, Dolan is a fan also. He's, uh, he's also part of his nepotism thing. His father was rich. He came into money. They let him be a part of this. They let him run certain things. He's a good businessman. He runs everything. You never hear any, any scandals or any, like, bankruptcy and that type of thing going on with um, Dolan. They know how to run shit. You know, so... All power to him, man. He just felt like that he could just throw all the money in there, just a team, you know, just basketball, you know, throw as much money as he could, and then things would just start to um to do well for the, for the team. But there's a little bit more to that, man. He learned that the hard way all these years trying to get it right. And right now, he finally got it right, man. So, you know, like I said, I said in this podcast before, when the, the Knicks finally get it together, which I think it might be within the next two, three years, not even two. It might be in between the next one to three years. I think we might actually have a chance to be right there with a great team to fight to get that championship. And if we do hit that championship, my thing is, can you let them live? Speak on it. Can he live? Can Dona live? When we win that championship, man, I want him to hold that trophy as high, as high as he can, as he can stretch it. And I want him to, to straight up say, fuck you to all the haters, all the sports writers, everybody. Anybody that has something to say about him, whatever. He did his best. He deserves the championship just as much as any of us deserve it. He did his best to try to get us there. And when he finally does get us there, by stepping aside and basketball guys handle the um, thing, it, it deserves it, man. We all should. He should, um, whatever extra money that he could have spent, he needs to um, put that in the pot and throw the biggest party New York has ever seen, man. This is Evil Wooden Andy Star, host of the Dianix Podcast. You know what to do. Four fingers to the dome, tucking your thumb. Salute. And please, 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 represent Thank you very much.